0: people are too used to, Well, I just put this ad up, why aren't people buying straight away? We need more touch points. We need more, you know, building relationships with people and all of those things. And that can take, doesn't have to take a lot of time, but it does take some time and it does take some nurture.
1: Welcome to the Hustle Rebellion Show. We are on a mission to prove that being busy all the time does not always lead to success. We are business owners who are ready to stop wasting energy so we can be more productive. This podcast will give you the steps to stop hiding behind the hustle so you can start living the life you want. I'm your host, Heather Porter. Welcome back, my friends. We are in episode 75. Now, if you have ever struggled with ads, specifically Facebook or meta ads, and getting them to work for your business, then this is a must listen to episode. Sometimes not Getting ads to work is just simply because you don't understand how they're meant to work. So I brought on Natalie Lamo to talk to you guys about this. She's been in digital marketing for over 12 years and she's a specialist in marketing funnels and driving traffic into those funnels from Facebook or Meta ads. And basically, She works very closely with coaches, course creators, and anyone selling programs online. She's gotten some phenomenal results for her clients. And there's a very important reason why that is. So if you're struggling with ads, if you're looking to work with somebody in the ad space, if you're trying to just, you just put your hands up and going, ads are never going to work for me, please stay on board. Get ready because you're going to be challenged. You're going to be educated. You're going to walk away probably with a lot of hope as well on what's possible for you with your marketing. Let's welcome on Natalie. Here we go. Natalie, welcome. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited that we're going to have a really great chat about marketing, but also your business. How's it going? I'm good. Thank you
0: so much for having me. I've been really looking forward to it. So it'll be good to have a chat. Thank
1: too. <laughs> I've been hearing about you lately. And guys, as you know, I've said before, whenever I want to get to know somebody more, I just like literally have a chat with them and ask them questions and hit record so you can be a fly on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great idea. <laughs> so good. <laughs> All right. So, so with that in mind, I love to start with some tactics and we'll go more into your business and what you do mm-hmm. after that. But Natalie, during times when your business is hectic and growing and has a lot going on, how do you mm. personally stay away from that like hustle, crazy stress moment? How do you ground yourself? How do you keep yourself going? Mm. If you have a few tips or tactics you can share, that would be great.
0: Yeah. So I don't think it's always been as chill. I haven't been as chill as I am now. <laughs> <laughs> I used to think that I had to kind of do everything myself, which obviously makes things really hard. Yeah. But one of the things I think is really important is I, and I don't know where I got the concept from, but if I've made an appointment external to myself and outside of my home office, I will stick to it. So one of the things I do is I focus on health and fitness and I make sure that they're booked into my calendar. So like yesterday I went to Pilates, which means that between 8.30 and 9.30, that's where I am. I've booked it in, I've paid for it, I can't cancel it. So it's like any other meeting in my calendar, which I find that Doing that makes me actually attend and then I know when I attend then I'm actually better within the business and within life in general because I'm not just always at my desk. So that's one thing that I think has really, really helped me over the last 12 to 18 months. Nice. That's been really, really key. The other thing that, and I'm still working on this, is team and systems. Yes. Probably a combination of both, like having good systems for the team so that I am not the only one with all the information in my head because I'm like, oh, my God, we've been working together five minutes. Why can't you figure out everything that's going on in my head yet? So (laughs) so actually creating those systems has been good and it's always a work in progress. So that's something that definitely has been good for me in terms of overwhelm and and less hustle. And I think the other thing that I and working on getting better is I'm really good at helping my clients do this, but kind of creating my own marketing foundations and systems so that there's not that whole stress of where's the next client coming from? Where's the next lead coming from? So putting in those kind of baseline systems as well, I think has been really, really good. I might
1: talk to you about that a little bit later in our conversation, because that's a good point. And I am the same, Natalie. I have four Pilates that I go to. I love that you like Pilates too, (laughs) but literally it is in my calendar for four yeah. days a week and it is non-negotiable unless there's like an absolute crazy fire in the business. And I, I'm like a huge believer in that. So I love that you said that.
0: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so true. I do Pilates so that I can... Originally, I started because my back went out and I wanted to keep... I do a tap dancing class a week. So Pilates oh. was my way that I could tap dance. And now I'm training for a half marathon. And so the running <sighs> yeah. and the Pilate, like they all kind of work together to strengthen my back to do the things I want to do. But yeah, like I know oh that God. Pilates is definitely one of those ones you miss a week and you realize it. But when you go each week, you kind of don't realize until you miss it and you're like, oh, hang on. It's a bit sore now. Or well, what's been happening there?
1: I'm so the same. Yeah, because I started mm. for scoliosis in my back and it's starting to give me like mm. arthritis in my neck, you know, out of alignment. Yeah. yeah. If I don't go for four days even, I start getting mm. headaches. I have to yeah. I, just, I have to do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just one like, of those things that you would think that, yeah. Before I started, I would have been like, oh yeah, Pilates, whatever. But it's yeah. made such a massive difference. And I only go once a week. So four times a week, I can only imagine <laughs> like how much better It took you me a read. while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, it is so important, team, absolutely. I always see themes in my conversations with mm. who's on the show. And fitness and getting outside is a big one. And obviously teams and systems. We're going to talk more about your marketing foundational systems coming up because that'll be a cool chat. But yeah. let's talk a little bit more about what you do, because I know you work very much in marketing specifically in sort of the meta Facebook ads space, mm. and you have a couple of different options as well. So what are the different ways people work with you?
0: Yeah. So basically, I like to call myself I like someone that optimizes funnels and then helps you use ads to amplify them. And at the moment, nice. it's just the meta ads. I do run Pinterest ads for one client, but that's not like something I want to get into more right yeah. now. Yeah, yeah. But the kind of my goal is for particularly women in business, I think it's important for everyone in business, but to have a way of being able to bring in particularly leads and sales as well would be an added bonus that is kind of always working in the background. I think there's too much emphasis at the moment on organic social media showing up all the time posting this and doing that, writing a book, all of these things which are great for visibility and brand awareness. But if we're not getting the leads in the door and we're not getting the sales, that makes it really hard to sustain a business. And I see that creating online funnels and for people that don't know what funnels are, basically like a sales process and then using ads to help you get enough people through so that you can actually see whether it's working and that you can actually get some results from it with the goal to scale it to be profitable. So I basically help people put that infrastructure together. Yeah. So there's some clients that work with you in a done for them capacity. So I kind of run and manage the ads. And then I also have a program called Just Ad Magic where it's done with them. So we do the technical ad setup, but we consult a lot on the funnels to get that right. Because that's the other thing, people don't realize that your ads don't work if your funnel doesn't work. If you're sending <laughs> people to crap like you're gonna get crap results. It's so true. it's not necessarily Facebook's fault. It's easy to blame them, but it's they really do work well together. So helping people get their funnel stuff right and then their ads is really what I love to do.
1: Love it. Love that you said <laughs> that as well. I was literally just having a conversation with somebody. It was more even broad around the website in general, too. Around mm-hmm. they were talking about their ads and they're like, oh, they're not performing very well. I'm like, do you know how many people see the ads and then they also just Google you after that as well? Cause they want to see your, your like <laughs> yeah. Google testimonials and then they want to see your website. And if you have a crap website, oh. definitely funnel.
0: Yeah. They'll literally just not do anything. 100%. <laughs> 100%.
1: Yeah, so and funny. people don't
0: realize that stuff Yeah, They're like, no. well, if I just think it'll all work, and it's like, it's, it's an ecosystem.
1: Yes, ecosystem, well said. And also, they're like, they put up an ad and they spend $10 a day for a week and they're like, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot of education or re-education in some case with certain business owners on actually understanding expectations of ads.
0: Oh, definitely.
1: Because they're magic. So... Actually, on that case, what do you think? Like, what would you say to somebody if they came to you and they're like, "Natalie, ads don't work for me. I'm tried everything. You know, they're very skeptical.
0: Yeah. Do you have an answer? <laughs> what do you say to people around ads?" I was going to say, I tell them, to "Go and find someone else." But no, yeah. Depending <laughs> on, I would be <laughs> honestly, no, I would be looking at what they've done and then trying to explain how ads can work. And I think also there's yeah. been a big shift in ads in the last few years with iOS 14 updates and all of those things. So the heydays of, you know, I started running ads in 2010 or something. And, you know, if we'd all known what was going to happen, we all would have spent a million dollars and had a <laughs> million people on our email list because that's how cheap ads were. Fast yeah. forward to the day where it's not the case. And what I think a lot of people are doing is just, well following advice that they're finding online sometimes you know meta have these reps that some of them are wonderful some of them are terrible yes (laughs) and they follow that advice but because they don't have an understanding of the whole structure of how someone comes from discovering them to buying from them they're trying to solve too many problems within that one ad and they don't have the systems in place to actually make that process work. So they're blaming this section here. And, you know, obviously you do stuff with websites as well. Many, many years ago, we were web designers and people would be like, okay, so my website's live, where's all the traffic? It's the same yeah. principle. It's like you just don't put a website up and people just flock to it. It's the same with an ad. You don't put an ad up and it's magically going to work unless the rest of it. Is right, and I think it's just a lack of understanding of the whole infrastructure and how it works, and which pieces you need to make it work. And then with any marketing, there's optimization along the way. Absolutely. Like it, you need to make tweaks and changes. Yeah, and I think that's probably the biggest lie that people are told. You know, there's a social media post of how I made fifty thousand dollars in four days with an email sequence, and you know, it's like you did that because of all of these things you had in place and you just sent the right four emails in that moment. So you're right. There is a lot of re-education around what it actually takes to be successful online. And I'm
1: really glad you just explained that. And I think people that are listening, you guys take away that thought of having an ecosystem. It's if your ads are not working, it might be because your funnel's broken, your offer's not good. Maybe mm-hmm. your ad's crap, maybe your targeting's bad, Like there's maybe your email fault, maybe your sales yeah. system. Like there's so much that goes into it mm-hmm. and it's magic when it works. And that's why I want to transition now into you telling us how you worked with a client from point A to point B. I'm happy for you yeah. to do shout outs if you want or keep their name yeah. secret up to you. But yeah, tell me about something yeah. that came to you what was happening yeah. as a result.
0: So where I find that I am best suited is for people who have all the bits and pieces. There's some coach going around, and I don't know who it is, that I think tells people to create as many lead magnets as they want. So I end up with people that have like a hundred lead magnets and maybe one or two offers, and they can't seem to get the connection between their lead magnet and what they're selling. So I'm really good at bringing all those pieces together into like a one simplified funnel that's going to work for them. So I have one lady Jackie. I talk about her in my master classes, so that's fine. She was running a live multi-day challenge, like a live challenge. She teaches business owners how to create their own graphic designs in Canberra, but she's not just a Canber teacher. She's a graphic designer. So she talks about, you know, white space and, yeah. and design principles. So basically we took that funnel that she had that she'd run live because she didn't want to keep showing up and running live all the time and we made it into a three-part video series where people could buy her course that is in the funnel at $6.99 but outside of the funnel it's $8.99 and what we found is that she now spends $300 a week on ads. She makes on return $932 a week back and she adds 75 people to her database each week. That's amazing. So it's a full row ads, and I should say because I, I spoke to a guy this morning. I'm like, "Sounds great, but once you scale up, you're not going to get a full row ads on ads, but still, that's almost fifty thousand dollars a year that she's getting in revenue for once the funnel's set up, she looks at the ads once a week, she fills out a metric sheet, and it just kind of ticks away in the background. Like that's a really nice, comfortable baseline income that doesn't require you to do you know a whole lot of stuff to get that result where if you were trying to get that many people through your funnel with organic traffic it's a lot more time output in the types of content you have to create and all of those types of things. So that's one story. I have a lot of other done for you clients but they're spending, you know, like I've got one client that spends 130,000 a month on lead gen and it's just not like it works for them but it's just not realistic for most. People go, that much on lead gen like it's because We know the funnels and they make millions per year, but it's just not as relatable as I could spend $300 a week on it. Like that's a little bit more relatable to a lot more people. So that's why I like to tell Jackie's story.
1: No, it is a nice story. And I am actually curious on the flip side of that too, because I know Mm. there's listeners here that are really growing quickly and they Mm. do have larger budgets. So for the larger budget, because you, you said something around Scaling, you know your ads. Yes. So you said you know you can't get four return on ad spend as you scale and grow the whole time. Yeah. So, what happens from spending like three hundred a week to one hundred and thirty, I think you said thousand a month or whatever month, it was? Yeah. Because you work everywhere in between. What does somebody need to consider if they are a larger business and they are spending more in ad spend?
0: A couple of things. So when you're spending more in ad spend, it's even more important that your funnel is dialed in. In terms of, so, like I was talking to someone this morning about this. Often when people start with ads, they will start to use their warmer audiences. And what that means is these are all the people that were hovering around that knew you. They then see your ad and then they buy and everyone's like, yeah, I've got this. This is working. My funnel's perfect. But then (laughs) as soon as you start to bring in cold traffic that don't know you, that is when your funnel starts to see leaks and starts to see things that aren't working. And so it's really important that you try and test your funnels with cold traffic. And as you scale up, you will find that you have to hit cold traffic. Otherwise, like you just can't build enough warm traffic. And that's when you need to know every step of the funnel where it's going to convert. And also even back to, so there's so many different points that we look at across the spectrum, but you want to know that. So I had one client that I'm still working with. She has a $400 program. We know yeah. that if we can keep her cost per purchase under $150 through what we're seeing on Ads Manager, then the funnel is going to be profitable. But during yeah. a 12-month period, she spent $500,000 on ads and made a million. So that ROAS is only two. But if I gave you $500,000 today and you said in 12 months, I'll give you back a million, I'll be like, how many 500,000s can you take?
1: (laughs) Yeah, totally, right?
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I think that the most important part is really dialing in the metrics in the funnel. And then if you wanted to expand, for example, outside of just meta ads, someone that sees your ad on Google or YouTube or Pinterest or TikTok, they work differently through the funnel. So I guess to summarize your answer, I think it would, I would say it comes back to knowing the data. And it comes back to knowing how people are moving through that funnel.
1: Hey, Hustle Rebels. Did you know this podcast is brought to you by Website Love? That's my business. To help you cut back on the busyness in your business, a good place to start is to get your foundations right. I have two gifts for you to help you get your website working better. Watch the video masterclass, six things your website needs to get more customers or download the ultimate checklist, a 14-step plan to patch the leaks on your website. Just visit hustlerebellion.com now and scroll down to get access. So now my next question is going to be, what can you sell, quote unquote, from meta ads? Because you've mentioned, like, obviously, lead magnets into various paid products and coaching or whatnot. But what can you sell? And we can talk about e commerce as well if you want. But if we're going, you you take the conversation where you go. Yeah. But I guess my context behind the question is if somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh, I do some random weird thing over here, will that work for us?
0: (laughs) (laughs) What works? What doesn't work? Do you mean as in sell directly or sell through some type of funnel? We'll say funnel. We'll say funnel. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. So, I believe that if your audience is on Facebook, it will work for them. Obviously, there's certain niches that potentially work better or certain audiences. Yep. But if your audience is there and you can get them into your funnel, then you can definitely work with Meta and their ads. You know, there are a higher percentage of women on the platform than men. There's different demographics like ages and those types of things. But just because your audience may be smaller and better isn't necessarily a bad thing because the way that ads work is like a bidding system. So if everyone is targeting women between the ages of 34 and 50, you're in with a lot of competition. So if you were, say, wanted to target teenage girls, for example, for whatever your product is, then you're less likely to have that competition on that platform. So I would make sure that your audience is on there. And then it's a process of working out your funnel in terms of making it work. Really
1: smart. Mm. And then if we're talking about a funnel, what do you see is working best for the entry into the funnel? Can you go straight to discovery call? Do you need a webinar? Do you have to start with a
0: lead magnet? What's a good entry point? It would depend on what you're selling. Yep. If you're selling something, I believe, like some type of course or online program that's under $1,000, you can most likely do that with I'm not going to say a PDF, but a video series or masterclass, and that can be all automated. Anything that's over a $1,000 can potentially still be sold with a masterclass, but then obviously higher ticket stuff is generally better booking a, a call. But you can go from, say, PDF to a call, or you can go from masterclass to call or masterclass to sale. I guess the thing is people are like, oh, I need to have a video series or I need to have this. But mostly it's about making sure that we're going through the stages of attraction, nurture and converting within the audience. And also I think you need to work on what works for your audience, but also works for you. So if you are terrible on video and you splutter (laughs) over all of your words, then do an audio series. Do you know what I mean? Like don't, do something just because everyone else is doing it. If you're not very good at that yeah, you need to make sure it works to your strengths as well.
1: Excellent. Okay. So I'm going to ask another question about ads Mm -hmm. and this just is because of all the business owners I hang out with as well. So there's this whole like question, obviously, you know very well about it, but do lead forms work on Facebook? Like where people put their details straight into a Mm -hmm. form on Facebook ads. And to give you context around this question, because I was talking, I was at an event actually recently, and I was talking to somebody and he's like, oh yeah, the lead forms are excellent. I'm just like getting so many leads. I'm like, yeah, but are they converting? He's like, ooh, that's a really good question. I'm like, are they converting? He's like, mm, probably not so much. So I want to talk about the power of conversion and then the different tools that Meta gives us and what do you think is working best to get highly qualified leads?
0: Yeah. So I don't have a strong opinion either way. I have run multiple tests for different ad accounts work in different ways. Some ad accounts, you run lead forms and they work just as well as sending people to landing pages. Other ones, they are triple the price and the quality of the lead is terrible. So I always say to people, test. And I think it also depends on where they are in the funnel. I think when you're doing the direct... call ones they don't work as well but i think that's more because it's a bit spammy and people didn't know they filled it out and and all of those things as opposed to them actually physically coming to a page yeah the other thing to consider is when people leaving facebook they're a little bit more committed because they're not part of the whole like doom scrolling type thing they physically have to put their details in Plus, it gives you an opportunity to showcase your branding, which then is another touch brand point and all of those types of things. Plus, you're building a website audience as well. Yeah. So it used to be that Facebook would reward you with a lower cost per lead because you're keeping people on the platform. I haven't found that is the case in more recent months moving forward. Yeah. I'm
1: really glad you said that, especially around testing and how it works for some people, not the other, because Mm. that, you guys, is a smart marketer right there. You know, if you're out there and somebody's telling you, you have to do this or this tactic. I'd be wary of it without them saying, we'll test this tactic or test this. Yeah. And that's everything that you've been saying is like, you've got to test, you've got to optimize, you've got to tweak. And that mm. that's the difference. And that's why I think a lot of people are getting burned in ads is that they're being treated in a set and forget model, right? Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> and, you know, yeah. even things down to, there is a lot of misconception online and I've seen so many ads, you know, we can get you cheap leads on Facebook. It's like, well, that's great, but I would prefer to have a $10 lead over a $5 lead if the $10 leads are going to buy, yeah. as opposed to just having people on my database. And again, that just comes back to testing and working out how people are moving through your funnel. and, and you know, And there's different things that I do for different clients to test. So one client we'll test the number of people that join the waitlist for their course, for example. And that's like a really nice indicator of lead quality. Other clients have got what we call a tripwire, which is like a small offer on the thank you page. So we look at that conversion rate for them. And I think you just need to always be kind of testing the leads that are coming in to test their indication of They're good fit for your business as well, yeah. And to see whether they're actually going to be a good fit for what you're actually trying to sell them. All leads are not created equal. Hundred percent, absolutely, hundred (laughs) percent. Oh my gosh! Yeah, (laughs) I want to talk a
1: little bit about setting up your marketing foundational systems, because even Mm. talking to, like, I was just talking to a very large real estate company that's been around for a long time and they literally have zero marketing systems. And it's like, hurry up, get that out. Hurry up. this. (laughs) So, I mean, we're talking about established businesses that don't Mm. even have this. So it'd be really cool to have a chat with you about what you're doing. What is setting
0: up a foundational marketing system look
1: like or mean to you?
0: Mm. So one of the things that I'm really passionate about, and it's kind of what Jackie and I did with her business, is having that baseline. So obviously lead gen is really important across the board, but having a way to set your ads up so that they are paying for themselves in some regard is going to make it easier for you to want to keep investing in lead gen because you're getting some return back. So the way I like to set up a really simple system for people is to have just a simple structure of a funnel that is always generating leads, but then having something on the back end of that, whether that's a tripwire, which isn't going to cover your ad spend, but (laughs) having some way of getting a return between 14 and 30 days. Because what I've found for people is it then gives them the confidence and the comfort with their ads to invest more, which then sees their business grow. So it really is just about having always on lead gen and making sure then you're also selling something. Because what I often find is yeah. people will set up lead gen and then they're like, oh, I got busy so I didn't send an email out this week or this happened or that happened. So it's really easy to set up a simple funnel where you're getting people to download a PDF and then you're sending them a series of emails over you know anything from 7 to 14 days and offering them to buy something you're only looking for 1% of those people to buy something. If that 1% of people buy a $99 program for argument's sake, then chances are you covered your list building spend or at least made a dent in the money that you're spending. And then you're going to keep obviously nurturing them with emails and with ads and then to obviously sell them more stuff later on. I think people are too used to the... Like obviously e is a very different model, But people are too used to, oh, I just put this ad up. Why aren't people buying straight away? We need more touch points. We need more, you know, building relationships with people and all of those things. And that can take, doesn't have to take a lot of time, but it does take some time and it does take some nurture. It's not just like, see an ad buy straight away. Again, back to
1: the ecosystem, you guys, and I just am Mm going to hammer this home because I want people to really see or recognize that if one ad doesn't work, it's not the ad, it's the ecosystem. So yeah, so good. Mm. So are you building that in your business? Is that what you've been focusing on is your solid sort of funnel?
0: Yeah. So I have various ads running at the moment Yeah. at all different times. I have just a nurture sequence at the moment, but I'm in the process of setting up. I've just ran a masterclass a few weeks ago, so I'm putting that on Evergreen so that I can continually get books, calls for my done with you program. The other thing is I had for a very long time a lead magnet running that was great and I was getting a really good cost per lead, but it wasn't the right fit for people that were ready to take the next steps within my business, which I think is another really important thing is making sure that your lead magnet is a match to your offer and that you're attracting people at the right level to actually invest with you. So I always have some type of ad running, but yeah, kind of a combination of lead gen, masterclass to book a call, and then also nurture ads as well. So that's kind of my baseline stuff and I also have almost set up we have obviously the same operations manager (laughs) so she will tell me that it's not quite there yet but evergreen emails yeah so I'm terrible at doing anything I'm good at projects I'm not good at showing up every day to do things so I have this content that is going to be scheduled to kind of go out evergreen so I don't have to go crap it's Tuesday I need to send an email what should I do and it's not always a last minute thing.
1: I'll still tell you I plan mine and I'll still tell you that, oh crap, it's Tuesday. <laughs> That's not, it really is a hard thing,
0: even if you have it planned, right? I mean yeah. we're, we're only human. I'm just gonna set it up on automations and just have them just go flowing through.
1: <laughs> Did you ever hear of a guy named Brendan Bouchard? Yeah. He's an author. God, I don't. his name came to me. I'll tell you why in a moment. But Expert Academy, I think, is what he was known for yeah. 10 years ago or whatever. I remember I went to one of his events probably 10 years ago, and he said that he literally has a funnel or pre-done emails that he set up to go out for. He can go for three years.
0: <laughs> wow that's intense Oh, it's like what and you probably just rotate it after three years because no one's going to remember they're not going to remember and he literally had all his launches
1: pre-written so somebody would come oh, in because wow. there's all evergreen launches and they, they would come through one launch and then newsletters and then one launch. And it, it was like a full on pre-written, done, crazy email structure. Wow. I, know. I love that. That's fantastic. I know. And I immediately thought yeah. the work that went into that would be phenomenal. But like, if you had something like that, imagine just kind of looking at the data and pulling strings mm-hmm. and tweaking it over time. Yeah, that'd be so good. <laughs> I know. I know. And I think it's even me talking out loud to you now around foundations and just always working smarter, always working smarter. And what you said about having people coming to you with like a hundred lead magnets and stuff, to me, that doesn't feel like you're working smarter. It
0: feels like you're working harder. Uh, oh, and so many people, I think, work so hard on so many things that I feel that aren't really moving the needle in their business. And it's, yeah, obviously there's different platforms and different places for people in different platforms, but. I think at the end of the day, if you're not getting enough people to see your offers, you're always going to be struggling to get traction and to get you know get your business where you want it to be, yeah, and I think that people need to switch their focus from content creation and more into lead generation and and what does that look like for your business because without leads, you can't get sales, and it's just yeah, and it's such a terrible slog for people, you see people taking so long to try and get the traction in their business and get it to where they want it to be yeah and it all just comes down to like a lack of legion Mm. most of the time
1: really beautifully
0: summarized i love that Mm
1: -hmm. okay natalie so if people want to work with you first who do you work with who's your perfect client
0: so i work mostly with people that are selling something online course creators coaches consultants some service providers depending on on their structure yep and I feel that I work best with people that have some resemblance of a funnel and I can help them put all the pieces together to create that profitable and automated funnel using paid ads. So they're the, the people that I work with mostly. Perfect. And how do these people work with you? Where do they go to learn more? Okay. So if they go to com, which is my website on there, I do have some ad management available, but most people kind of fit into the Just Ad Magic program, which is where we help them optimize their funnels, we set up their ads, and then we help them monitor and manage their ads moving forward.
1: Really cool. You guys go check
0: Natalie out. If that sounds like you,
1: you need to go check her out now that you're fully aware and re-educated if you needed to be (laughs) on actually ads and actually what they do (laughs) and that you need a machine behind them. And then if you need that machine and you're questioning what you need, then Natalie is absolutely a place for you to go and hang out. As we wrap up, Natalie, do you have any last comments or things that have come to mind throughout our conversation that you'd like to share with the listeners? I think kind of
0: maybe going back to what we were talking before about less hassle. Yeah. Like focus on what's important in your business, what's going to move the needle and then make sure you're giving yourself enough time to actually step away from your business and decompress. I think that's super important as well. Beautifully
1: said. Thank you guys as always for tuning in. It's been an absolute pleasure having you here and there are some really phenomenal tactics and tips and ideas in this episode. So thank you for being here and thank you Natalie also for being here as well. Thanks so much for having me. (laughs) Hey, Hustle Rebels. If you enjoyed tuning in, you have to check out hustlerebellion.com. It's where you get access to the special resources mentioned in these episodes and can watch the video versions. If this episode gave you a few tips to help you run your business better so you can live a more joyful life, please rate and review it and pass it along to a fellow business owner. As always, thank you for your support.